you need to start doubling down on your efforts. What are you doing that works so well? You guys need to get back out in front of the people that already know, like, and trust you, that know you're a solid, reputable person. What skills do I have now? How far am I from getting to where I want to go on my own without any outside help? And then you need to say, I can do it or I can't. If you can't do it on your own, then you need to get some outside help. Just make sure they're reputable and that they're going to be able to hold you accountable, right? Because all the resources have been there prior, but do they have the right skills? There's a reason why you don't utilize them, not because of the money, it's because you don't resonate with the training that they're giving, because you don't want to sound like a scripted robot. I'm gonna give you five quick tips and then I'm gonna go into each tip on how to survive in a volatile real estate market. There are certain things that we must do and we just do more of them and then there's certain things that you might need to stop doing unless you have data behind it. The first thing that you need to do is you need to double down on the things that worked for the last two years, right? If that means you did open houses, do more of them. That means you door knocked, do more of it but you need to start doubling down on your efforts. More videos, more content, more podcasts, get on the news, do everything you can to put your face out there. Double down, triple down, quadruple down. Second thing is, is you need to reactivate your sphere of influence. Now, I don't want you to say, Vikram said we need to reactivate our sphere of influence and ignore everything else. No, you have friends, you have family members, you have acquaintances, you need to reactivate those people. You need to remind them that you are still in real estate. You need to remind them of how you help service other people. Now, there are better ways to reactivate your sphere and there are those worse ways. But having conversations with people that know, like, and trust you already is probably a pretty good thing to do right about now. The third thing we need to do is we need to get our past clients to become raving fans. Right? We need to reactivate our past client database by doing more events, hosting more events, reaching out to them, coffee dates, dinner dates for your top, top, top clients, Right, maybe a special exclusive party for people that have referred business to you in the last 12 months. Right, Maybe you say, hey guys, secrets out. We're doing a private event for our top clients who have referred it, somebody to us in the last 12 months. And now you have a reason to reach out to them and you do this really cool party for them, right? Maybe you get some vineyards or you get some special foods some appies, whatever. Maybe it's more of a family day, but whatever it is, whatever it is, we need to reactivate our past clients. The fourth is you need to do more videos, right? Now you don't need to have an Andreas that comes out and does all the fancy, fancy, fancy shit and removes the camera 92 times and says, stand here and go there and stage front and left. You don't need that right? You do need to get a light. You do need to get a lavalier, right? Microphone. You need a light. You need a mic. And the fifth thing you need to do is you need to ask yourself honestly, without ego, how far am I from hitting the goals that I want to achieve? Maybe that's two deals a month consistently. Maybe that's four deals a month consistently. Maybe you're a team leader or a sales trainer and you need to get to 10 deals a month consistently with your company. What skills do I have now, right? You need to ask that question and then you need to ask yourself, 
how far am I from getting to where I want to go on my own without any outside help? And then you need to say, I can do it or I can't. If you can't do it on your own, then you need to get some outside help, whether that be me or that be one of the big box companies or that be somebody in your brokerage. Just make sure they're reputable and that they're going to be able to hold you accountable, right? Because all the resources have been there prior to you hearing this video. All the resources will probably be there afterwards, but will you hold yourself accountable? Do they have the right skills? Is the reason why you don't utilize them not because of the money, it's because you don't resonate with the training that they're giving because you don't want to sound like a scripted robot. Is it because you're using scripts from 25 years ago and you inherently know that the market and the consumer has changed, yet your broker is still teaching you the same stuff that they used 20 years ago? I don't know. But the skills have always been there, right? Do you want to go out on YouTube and find them? Or do you want to have somebody that, do you want to have somebody that you pay that can put them all in a pretty little package for you. And all you have to do is follow the program to get what you need, right? So let's jump into the five things you need to do. Double down on things that work, right? We need to double, triple, quadruple, five X the things that work. If you were great at doing open houses and you pulled a ton of business from open houses, I need you to analyze your open house strategy. I need you to analyze what you were doing in the open houses. I need you to figure out why you are an open house king or queen, and I need you to write those steps down. How are you introducing yourself in the open house? Believe it or not, the most basic thing makes a huge difference. How are you door knocking? Are you leaving the yellow sticky note on the front door that makes you look like a UPS person? What are you doing that works so well? Are your cold calls amazing because you just figured out the perfect time and strategy to open up the call to make that person trust you. What has worked for you in the last 12 to 24 months? And why aren't you doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on that? Second thing we need to do is we need to make sure that we reactivate our sphere of influence, right? You guys need to get back out in front of the people that already know, like, and trust you, that know you're a solid, reputable person. Your sphere of influence isn't just like, oh yeah, we're just waiting for them to call. You guys, hopium is a drug that never delivers. It's a real, at least, at least if you do mushrooms, you get to see like these magical little mystical experiences, unless you do too much. And that's a whole nother case. But with hopium, you, you get nothing. You get disappointed every morning. You wake up, you check your Instagram. Oh, guess what? No new leads. Or bed. Oh, guess what? No new leads. Oh, wait, hold on. Maybe my phone's broken. Call my mom. Oh, hey, hey, mom, can you, can you text me? Why, son? I think my phone's messed up. Why would you say that? Well, I'm not getting any referrals, mom. Nobody's texting me to, to come and sell their house or buy a house. Like, nobody, can you just text me real quick, mom? I think it's my phone. Oh, no, I got your text message. Maybe it's Verizon. I think Verizon's broken. I need to call Verizon. Okay, mom, I love you. Bye. Yes, hopium's a bad strategy, Right. How do you reactivate your sphere of influence? Super simple. You just got to get in front of them. Give them a call, right? Ask them how they're doing. You're not trying to sell them anything. You're just having a conversation. They didn't reach out to you to be like, buy or sell a home. But don't say this line. Don't say this line at the end. At the end of the conversation, don't be like, well, and you know, uh, Bob, if you know anybody who's looking to buy or sell real estate, just shoot them my way. Don't say that. 
That is not reactivation. That is a sales call that you are making for one reason and one reason only, and they know it, and they are going to have a complete lack of trust on you. At the end of the call, all you got to do is be simple. Cool, Bob. It was great talking to you. And they'll be like, hey, yeah, it's great talk. By the way, I didn't talk to you about your business. How's business? It'll be like, oh, business is, uh, you know, it's a little tight right now. We can be honest with them. It's a little tight right now, you know, like a lot of the momentum left the market, um, you know, so we're, we're just out there doing the things that, you know, we got to do to make it, to make it happen. Then be like, oh yeah, they'll go into like, oh, well, if I know anybody that's thinking, yeah, Bob, if you do, you do, you don't, you don't, it's okay. That's not why I called. I just called to say hello. Cause it's been too long, right? It's been too long and we haven't talked. And I feel bad that I'm not talking to my friends because I was so busy in the past working that I neglected some really important people in my life. And I just want to apologize for that. And at the end of the call, you guys, they're going to be like, hey, if I know somebody, what's the best way for me to have them contact you? Oh, you can make a quick little intro to me, Bob, and I'll do the rest. But you got to start to reactivate them. And the first call, if you ask for business, it's a sales call. Now, after the second and third, you stay in contact with your sphere. You're in regular communication with them. Then it's okay to ask them once in a while. But guess what? Just by staying active, top of mind, making sure they get your emails, making sure they see your Facebook, make sure they see your Instagram, you are going to win. Third thing we need to talk about is how do we reactivate our past clients, right? How do you reactivate your past clients? Well, a lot of real estate agents, unfortunately, didn't pay attention to their past clients at all. So the first thing you had to do is apologize. Hey, Bob, I'm really in this Bob mood right now. Hey, Bob, I'm a crappy person. I can't believe I didn't call you for four and a half years after you bought your home. That's kind of like that hit it or quit it, depending on your rapport with the people. I kind of like hit it and quit it, didn't I? Right? Like, oh my God, Vic, you're so funny. Or they'll be like, yeah, you did. You got your money and you left. You never call us until you needed more. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And you guys, guess what? It's the truth. And you can either laugh at it and wonder, or you can nip it in the butt and move on. If they say, hey, we never want to talk to you again, which is probably very rare, well, you know that they're probably not going to be a raving fan of yours and you can move on with life. Most people probably are going to be like, oh my God, I, I should have called to, it's my fault, it's my fault, it's my fault, it's my fault. You know what? It's both of our faults. Okay, you're so right. And you just start talking to them, right? And you can ask them about their life, right? This isn't a sales call, so we don't have to be right, right into salesperson mode. We don't have to ask the qualifying questions. We don't have to build the trust. They already have the trust with you. Now we got to rekindle that relationship right? So you might not tell them about the special client party that you're doing on the first call if you haven't talked to them in three or four years. It might seem a little businessy, but you can ask about how their family's doing. You can ask how the home's doing. You can ask if they've done any renovations, remodels, right? You can ask how the kids are doing, if they have kids or dogs, right? You can ask a lot of questions if you were paying attention, but don't ask the question, like don't start telling them about all the things you're doing unless they ask. If you're doing a special event, don't talk about it right then and there because it's just too quick, too fast, in my opinion. Now, other coaches will tell you differently, but I would schedule two or three calls with them over the next 30 days to start to rekindle. And then you can introduce the, hey, we're doing something special. I don't know if this would be of interest to you, but we're doing something special for our, our top clients. Would you be opposed to hearing about it? And they'd be like, no, we're not opposed. And then there's other ways to tie down that conversation. The fourth quick tip is you got to do more. You got to do more videos. Like 
not three or four videos, but you got to do like a lot of videos, but you got to have fun on videos, y'all, right? You got to have fun with your people you work with. You got to do more content. I don't care if it's with a mic, a light and a stand and you stand there in front of the video and you go, hi, my name's Susan. 97 times. I don't care. You got to get out. You got to produce content and you got to produce a lot of it. You're not going to get better overnight. You're not going to get better with one shot. It's going to take a long time, especially if you're trying to learn everything on your own and run a business and learn how to do all the posting and everything else. If you're doing your own editing, it's going to take time. It just is what it is. And that's okay. There's no problem with that. If you don't create content now, you will wish, oh wait, you probably already do wish. Do you wish you would have started making content in 2021? Yeah. Guess what? The same fears that were in 2021 are still here today. The only difference is, is you're two years behind that 27 year old punk that went out and created content, didn't know a clue about real estate, had no skills whatsoever, but started picking up clients because they started talking about real estate and they started to learn. That could be you, or it could be the 27 year old that's now 29 because two more years have passed and now they're doing $50 million a year and you're still trying to figure out how to get leads. So what kind of content should you be producing in 2023? Well, let's talk about the big things that everybody's talking about, right? What are your prospects? What are your avatars talking about? We're talking about interest rates, probably. So maybe you should make some content about interest rates, not the standard content. Well, interest rates are at an average of what they should be 30. No, guys, they don't want to hear that. Your consumer doesn't want to hear that. They want to know how to make homes affordable and you can help by talking about programs that are available to bring the rates down or programs that are available to help with down payments or programs that are available that they wouldn't know about because guess what? They don't talk to finance professionals all day long. What's the second type of content? Why should you move to my neighborhood in 2023? Why should you relocate to this city? Why are people relocating to my area? What are the best areas in town for a mom? What are the best areas in town for a dad? What are the best areas in town for coffee? What are the best areas in town for working out? If I were to reload, if I were relocating to Austin, here's the five things you should know about why you should or shouldn't move to the area. Here's the five things you shouldn't do in blank part of town. Here's the five things that you should avoid in my area. Here are the five places that I would live in if I was moving to this area, if I was blank in 2023. Super simple. Reload content works because guess what? People relocating to your area, guess what? They want to know. Guess what? I said, guess what? Like nine times now. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? People living in your neighborhood might not know the things that you know because you're out there researching. So you're reminding them about how great their neighborhood is. So that piece of content serves people relocating. It also serves the people who live in the area. But if you don't produce content and share your expertise, that 25-year-old punk that you don't like in your office because they're always going around with the camera, talking, 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 they're going to have more business that should go to you. So you need to produce content. You need to produce short form, right? Short form piques their interest. It's like the appetizer. The long form, oh, that's the, that's the entree. Are you giving them both things? Are you only giving short or are you only giving long? If you're only doing one or the other, you're missing out on opportunities. Which platform do you need to use? Are you more of a Facebooker? Are you now going to be a YouTuber? Instagram's too hard. TikTok might disappear. 
Vic, I'm a LinkedIn person. What's your platform? What's the one you want to go all in on this next 90 days? And the last thing, the number five is the skills. I was watching on a Facebook group. There was a, there was a poll in a real estate group and it was, do we need to work on lead, right? Lead generation. Do we need to work on skills to convert more deals? Do we need to work on systems and processes? And the fourth one was reactivating our sphere, getting more referrals. Guess which one was the lowest? In real estate sales, the lowest thing, the least amount of votes was people thinking they need more skills in order to make more sales. You go into other industries, guess what? Those people say they need more skills before they need more leads. Top salespeople will always say they need to sharpen their ax first. They'll never say they need more leads. They'll say, how do we have better conversations with the 50 leads we have right now? I don't want more work in my life. I don't want to call a hundred people. I want to call 25 people and have the same results as what it took you to, to make a hundred calls. You know how hard it is to make a hundred calls a day if you're not using a dialer? Like, do you know how hard it is to send out 50 DMs a day? How much work it takes? Like, wouldn't you rather get really good so instead of sending out 50, you could do 25 or 15 and get the same results as if you did 50 or a hundred? Like, what skills are you needing right now in order to cause prospects to want to work with you? What skills do you need to help prospects make difficult buying decisions in a market where it's so volatile? Is that a different skill set than the conversations you had in 2021 when you were talking about multiple offers? Do you need to have different skills based off of where we're at in the market right now? I'll tell you the answer is yes. Every market we live in, you need a new set of skills. Sometimes you can utilize the same skills you had before, but you need to improve your talk track. But no matter what market you're in, let me tell you, it is always moving. It is always changing. There is always a new player. What are the skills you need so that you don't become obsolete? Where are you getting those skills from? I'll tell you, there is a ton of information on YouTube, but it's missing a couple of components. YouTube doesn't have the feedback loop. You need a feedback loop. You need somebody to look at your videos. You need somebody to listen to your role plays. You need somebody to listen to your calls. You need somebody to hold you accountable to making those calls. You need somebody to give you feedback on, hey, I'm trying this thing out with these clients and it didn't work. What could I have done different? Hey, I got this objection. What? Here's what I said. What could I have done different? What are the skills you don't even know you need, but you don't even know they exist? The five things you need to double down on in this marketplace, the five things you need to double your business in this volatile market is super simple. You need to double down on the things that worked. You need to reactivate your sphere of influence. You need to reactivate your past clients. Yes, even the ones you haven't talked to in eight years, call them. You need to double, triple, quadruple, 10X on video. Get yourself out there everywhere. And the fifth thing is, is you gotta get the skills you need in order to make the money you want. It's not a leads thing. It's not a marketing thing. If I put more leads in your hands, would you convert double? Probably not because if you have 200 people, 300 people, 400 people that you need to call every day, it's impossible to do that. You're going to burn out. Wouldn't you rather call half of those people and get better results? What are the skills you need and who can help you get them?